Once they know you, what do you do? How do you prep before the show? You want to know these answers. Hello and welcome to the Innovative Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. On the show, I interview peak performing innovators in the creative, social impact, and earth conservation spaces. I also bring you ideas and techniques that you can grab and use to set goals, create, and unlock your potential for changing yourself and the world. And now let's get to the show. There are some shows that I'm on that they're like, we're just going to talk. I just went, this is like we're sitting around and having a cup of coffee and I'm asking you a bunch of questions. It's super informal. There are some that are highly scripted. It depends on the show and you want, that's why I want people to uh, listen to podcasts to get an idea of who the podcaster is and how they do what they do. Because it, it, there's a range. John Lee Dumas for a long time did a daily show, for example, but he asked the exact same five questions of every guest. You'd come mm -hmm. on and it was the same questions every day. And every guest answered them differently, but it was all his his part was always going to be the same. So he didn't take time to build rapport. He's rapid fire. Let's go. Let's get it done. There are some people who, who will talk with you beforehand. You'll have a pre-show meeting. It depends on the on the host. As far as this, you get them this one sheet to prepare them and to help them do their research. Mm -hmm. You can ask if you want a pre-show get together. Hey, can we chat for 15 minutes on Zoom? You can do that. Some podcast go, ha, go, hosts will say, hey, you know what? No, I, I think I'd rather have it be really spontaneous. And some will go, absolutely. And some might ask you, can we get together and chat beforehand? Usually what I do is I do, the, the, I do all my research. I've usually looked at their one sheet, their website, done a bunch of research on who they are and what they believe. And then when we begin, the first five minutes are, let's chat. My cats are walking in. I have a cat tail around my face. We giggle a little bit. I explain what's going to happen. Hi, this is what's going to happen. You're going to hear the little Zoom thing go, this meeting is being recorded. And then I'm going to introduce the podcast. I'm going to introduce you. And then we're off to the races. But please remember, this is a very informal chat. So if you start talking about something you're really passionate about, I'm not going to stop you. And I let them know that if you go on a tear, I'm not going to stop you. We're just going to go and I'm going to build my questions because that's one of my strengths as an interviewer. I'm going to build my questions off the really cool stuff you just said. So that is me. That's the way I do it. Other podcast hosts do it differently. It depends on who the podcast host is and how they do what they do. Like I said, it's the Wild West in podcast land, right? So people do how they feel like doing and you sort of have to play along. But you can also ask if you want something, ask them and they will usually be very happy to help you. Every podcast is different. Some edit, I don't. As an example, I had a Grammy Award winning guitarist on my show and he had his dog in the room with him while we were doing the interview. And while we were doing the interview, the dog threw up on the floor and he said, oh, you're not gonna keep that in, are you? And I said, you bet your bippy I am and it's in the show. I do not edit. I have on occasion when someone says, I really shouldn't have said that. It was real. I've gone back and edited. Otherwise, I want this. Like, for example, one of the reasons that Podcasting for Dummies featured my show, they featured it in the slice of life section of the book because my show is about a slice of life of me and my guests. So I don't edit. But if you said something and you went, I really shouldn't have said that. Absolutely. One of the things that most any established podcast is going to do is they're going to ask you for non-exclusive worldwide worldwide rights 
to broadcast the show, to broadcast your image, because for promo, uh, you're, you will have signed that. So technically, anything you say they can use. But most, the vast majority of podcasters aren't going to put something up if you don't really want them to. So if you say something and you go, I really shouldn't have said that. Can we edit that out? They will. It's it, it's the Wild West, but people aren't mean about it. You know, they're, they're going to talk to you about it. But also, one of the things that I do, and again, as more established guests, uh, more established podcast hosts will prepare you for that. One of the things that I have in my podcast guest interest form is that I say, are there things that you really want to make sure we talk about? And are there things you really want to make sure we stay away from? So I ask for that. And I've had people, Wendy Hapgood, who is the co-director of the Wild Tomorrow Fund, which is a wildlife conservation group in South Africa. She said, I'm willing to talk about anything except hunting. I don't want to focus on the negative aspects of wildlife conservation. Let's not talk about hunting. Great. We didn't talk about hunting. So Feel free. Again, this is one of those things where the this is a relationship. You can feel free to tell the host, you know what? I really don't want to talk about Alzheimer's. I know I talk about mental health issues. Alzheimer's is too close to my heart. Let's stay away from that. And they'll go, then we stay away from, <laughs> you know, no, they're not, they're not out to trip you up. They're out to have a great conversation that will bring value to their audience. And if you run across a podcaster that is out to trip you up, it's going to be very few and far between. And as I said, the podcasting world is tiny. If there's a podcaster who's a jackass, any plurt will be will be found out very quickly. So don't worry about it, really. Most people are going to be very uh, gracious about that sort of thing. And yes, plurt is a word that I made up. Thank you very much. Plurt, <laughs> dropple, and mugby are, are three words that I made up. Two of them, mugby and dropple, are in Urban Dictionary because... They, because I wanted to come up with cuss words that could be cuss words. You could say plurt, but it doesn't mean anything because I made it up. So you will feel free to use them anytime you want. For a fiction work, this is my, that's my, by the way, that's my pen name for my mystery novels is going to be Natasha Tyler, which I'm very excited about. So anything that I talk about in my one sheet for a work of fiction, it's always going to relate back to this book if that's what I'm promoting, right? If you're promoting just general writing craft, that's different. But if you're promoting a specific book, again, make everything be downloadable with links, et cetera, et cetera. But the one sheet looks a little different in part because I don't have as much stuff about me as a mystery fiction author as I do about me having been a NASA master trainer. It's not relevant, right? The stuff that's relevant is the stuff that I put into my bio I'm not going to put all the stuff that is that is about innovation in this bio or anything else. There's no point because Natasha Tyler, quite frankly, was never a NASA master trainer, right? So if you use a pen name, feel free to do that, but also make everything relevant to that fiction book if that's what you're doing. My suggested interview questions are different. My takeaways will be different. Everything would be different based on this fiction work. I just wanted you to see that it, that it's all going to be different looking because I'm promoting something that is completely different as far as in podcasts, subjects and themes, but also in who I am as a writer. So make you it's perfectly OK to have more than one one sheet. Make it relevant to whatever it is you're pitching. Once they know you, what do you do? How do you prep before the show? You want to know these answers. What's your story? What stories do you want to tell? 
For example, when I go in to talk about innovation and I talk about innovative teaching methods, I talk about this kid when I was doing, when I was working as an semester trainer, I was going into schools and teaching them about environmental education. And I was walking and talking about earth science, but I started everything with this beautiful image of, of the earth seeing Africa and parts of, parts of Europe, parts of Asia. And I was in a sixth grade class and we started talking about this and most of the 35 kids in the room were terrific. They were quiet, they were participating, it was great. And there was one kid who was running around the class and screaming and that's what he did for the first 15 minutes and I'm like oh crap it's gonna be one of those and so we're talking about and I asked them well what do you see in this image of the earth and somebody said I see clouds I see water I see land and I stopped the kid and I said well what do you see and he looks at it and he goes I see the Arabian Peninsula and I went because this is an image of the earth it's not geopolitical right he just saw the landmass and I went Really? You see the Arabian Peninsula? And he goes, yes. And the countries on the Arabian Peninsula are Saudi Arabia, o Oman, United Arab Emirates, and he listed all the countries in the earth. And I went, what else do you see? And he goes, well, this is, the, this is where the capital is, and this is it. And I went, you like geography? And he said, yeah, I do. And I said, ah, it has been solved. So I came up with an innovative little thing. For the rest of the class, I related everything back to geography, and this kid became... My deputy, he was the most engaged and insightful and wonderful child because we tapped into what he wanted to talk about. And it worked out great and it was innovative. So if I'm talking about leadership or if I'm talking about innovation, that's a story I'll tell, right? So when you're talking in a podcast interview about things, you're going to want to tell stories and telling stories like this, which is a true story. I'm not lying. It's what happened. I have dozens of them that I can pull depending on what podcast I'm going to be on. And that's what you want to do. Find out what your cool stories are that relate to the material you're going to be talking about. It will help you have a focus. It'll help you have a more interesting conversation. And frankly, humans love stories, right? Humans love stories. We love hearing them. We love listening to them. We love telling them. And the more you can personalize your message by storytelling, the more people are going to be wrapped with attention listening to what you have to say. Then you're going to want to know, what do you want to have happen as a result of being on a show? Do you want people to know more about your expertise? Do you want to get new customers? Do you want to get new readers? Do you want to get in libraries? Figure out for yourself what you want out of being on this particular show. And who are the people who make up your audience? or rather the podcast audience, if, they're, if they are people who only want to talk about historical fiction or who only want to listen to historical fiction information and you write contemporary romance, not your audience. But if you can talk about how you base your contemporary romance on historical fiction, ah, then that pitch might work. When a podcast host asks you for materials, send them the materials they ask for. Be timely. Be on time, and in fact, five minutes early is good, send them your headshot, send them your bio, send them your questions, send them images of your work, anything that they need. Like, uh, I would send that that wonderful little tarot card murders uh, image. This is the cover of my book. This is this, this is that. Absolutely, because they put it in the show notes. And the more people can see images and get your story, da 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 da, the more they're going to be interested in who you are and what you can do for them. Prep. Here's the prep. Get a pair of earbuds with a mic if you can. 
uh, like earpods or anything like that. Your phone you can use, but it picks up external noise pretty quickly. So anything that's dedicated, like this beautiful little microphone that you see that I have, uh, it is uh, not a unidirectional mic. You can't see behind the curtain. I have soundproofing everywhere, so <coughs> I'm set up to do that. You don't have to be set up to do that, but if you can come up with something that's going to pick up your voice and not much else as far as external noise, it's better. You can get a lavalier or lapel mic for 10 bucks off Amazon. If you use Amazon, I know not everybody does. You can go to Best Buy and do the same thing. New iPhones to plug in, you need a dongle often. You want to have LED lights if you can to make your face look you know bright and pretty one thing to avoid if you notice my, my glasses are a little low because if i do this all you see is the light on my glasses so uh, here's a tip for me to you put your glasses a little lower on your nose and people won't see the light they'll just see your beautiful face okay put some notes up to be sure you remember what you want to say they can't see that you've got huge notes all over <laughs> you know if it's a video show if it's an audio show it doesn't matter you can have it right in front of you but i put up if i if i know that i'm going to want to talk about certain specific things i'll say remember the geography story or remember the giving away the bible story to the homeless guy in dc and I'll put it up there and I go, oh, yeah, I have to remember to tell the story about Jacob. It's a great, it's a super cool story. It took 20 years in the making and it happened because I used to do this um, social action where I would, a, a bunch of friends and I would put in 10 bucks a piece. I'd go to Costco, I'd buy sandwich makings, chips, chip bags, cookies and apples, make about 250 bag lunches. We'd go out into the streets of D.C. and feed homeless people. And I made great friends because I used to do it a lot. In, in the homeless population in D.C., I got to know a bunch of them. When I'm talking about innovative ways of getting involved on a personal level, on a podcast, I tell that story. And there's a there's a bunch more, but I don't want to spend time on it. But the whole point is, is that anything like that that I want to be sure I talk about, I put up so that I know to have it top of mind. Make sure that you go to the bathroom beforehand. I know it's a it's a dumb thing to say, but I can't tell you how many times I've gone, I forgot to go to the bathroom. And I'm sitting there going, please, let's finish this interview. And and you don't want to do that. You don't want to do it to yourself because you don't speak as well when you have to pee, let's face it. But also, you just want to be sure that you're more relaxed and having to pee makes it harder to relax. Have a glass of water nearby or tea or something. Make sure your hair is brushed if it's going to be a video shoot you know wipe your face with a tissue to make sure that there's not a lot of shine on your face and and if you wear makeup or whatever or don't just be sure that you are presenting yourself in the way you want to present yourself one of the things that i do for example my show itself is audio in nature but i take a screenshot of myself and my guest on zoom so that as soon as we do the interview i'll say oh, i had this amazing podcast chat with blah blah and I tell them ahead of time, a good podcast host will inform you ahead of time that that's something like that's going to happen. They don't want you to be taken by surprise. They don't want you to be like, you know, with bedroom head and whatever. They want you to have as successful an interaction with them as they have with you. So they're going to warn you, generally speaking. But it's a good idea to be prepared anyway, because it lets you be there, present, feeling confident and ready to go. Make sure you set your phone to do not disturb. That's one of the most important things. And if you decide to have your dog in the room with you, make sure you have a towel so that you can easily clean up any vomit that happens to happen. Uh, that I, I mean, it, it did happen. You can listen to Al Petaway. He's a Grammy Award winning guitarist and also a dear friend of mine. His episode of my show, his dog threw up at about minute 42. Anyway, and then warm up. 
Warm up and what I mean by warming up, do you have a question, Renee? Oh, okay. So what I mean by warming up is actually preparing your your voice and your body to speak. And I have, I, I will share with the group, the warm up video. I worked with a, uh, she's a doctorate in physical therapy. She's also a dear friend of mine, Katie Vanden Heuvel. She and I developed a warm up to speak video. It's about seven minutes long. You're welcome to use it as much as you want. Uh, just it's on my YouTube channel and I'll share the link with you. Feel free. Before you speak in any kind of situation, do that warm up. It warms up your body, it warms up your your spirit, your mind, and also your vocal apparatus so that you can speak with more confidence and feel like what you're trying to say, your mouth is able to say. Because sometimes you're trying to say it and you're just your muscles are not ready and awake enough. So if you wake them up, it'll be much easier for you. During the chat. One of the things that you want to do if it's a video chat is look at the lens, not the host. Otherwise, you look like you're looking down the whole time. Don't be afraid to pause and think, like I said earlier, because we can. If the pause is too long, the podcast host, if they decide to, they can edit out the pause. I personally like a moment to stop and think because it lets all of us absorb the information just a little bit better. Why not? If you give thoughtful answers that relate to the question asked and to the show, and you should have already established that by getting them the questions that you want to be asked that relate to the show. And you should have already done that research. It'll make the conversation more compelling to the podcast host and also to their audience. Feel free, as you've heard me do, oh, I have this YouTube channel. Oh, I have this website and I give it all and I gave you all my links. Drop your information in the middle of the chat. Well, on my website, on the isoldatcom slash links page, I have a list of all the different times that I have been in the media in recent months. Feel free to check it out. Boom. I gave it. It's in there. It's part of the conversation, right? It's so important. It's so important because if they happen to forget, and I did this recently, I was having such a great time in the show. I think it was Wendy Hapgood's show, in fact, having such a great time talking to her, I totally forgot to ask her about her social links. Totally. And so had to go, oh, I'm so sorry. Can we can we do that bit again? And I'll edit it into the show. But if I'd forgotten and she'd forgotten, we wouldn't have had her social links in the audio of the show, which let's face it, that's huge for the guest. Having your links in there talked about is huge because otherwise the audience goes, oh, that was cool. And they move on. But if they have a, oh, and I want to be able to go to wildtomorrowfund.org to donate to save the zebras. Now I know how to do that. Also, have a good time. So much of this is about having a good time. It's it's fun. You're having a chat with someone. You're getting to know them. They're getting to know you. And you're supposedly, hopefully, talking about something you love. Talk about what you love. And you're going to get on shows. And it's going to be wonderful. They want to have a good chat with you. And they're going to try and do everything they can to make sure that happens. And at the end, have that call to action. Make sure that you know what you want people to do whether to follow you on your social channels or go check out your book on your website or Amazon or in the library or head to your website, whatever it is, make sure that you have a way for them to contact you, get in touch with you, and that you're ready to talk about it. And also make sure that you've gotten the correct social and website and all of that information to the host so that they have it to put in, you know, it's part of your one sheet, but make sure They'll put it into the show notes because then anybody checking out the show notes either on their website or on Spotify or on podcast chat or anywhere else, they'll be able to have access to those.
Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2022. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, remember to be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. Thank you.